Welcome to the Hypothalamic Amenorrhea Podcast. I'm Danny Sheriff, your host, certified fertility awareness practitioner, functional nutrition counselor, and founder of the HA Society, and of course, an HA recovery coach who has walked where you currently are walking. This is the place to come if you care about getting your period regularly. This podcast aims to educate, inform, and keep you motivated on your period and HA recovery track. So let's dive in. But last thing, nothing on the show should be taken as medical advice. So please seek the advice of your physician. Are you listening to this show hoping to get some golden nuggets to help you on your way to recovery? Well, great. I hope that you find them because that is exactly what this show is for. But if you really want to take your recovery all the way, completely commit and get on track with your goals, whether they be finally feeling overall healthy, finally getting pregnant, or finally getting back to training, you'll want to join us inside of the HA Society. Not only is this the perfect community to ask questions and get your support and the accountability that you so often need during these uphill battles with body image and understanding nutrition and incorporating exercise, but it's also a hub of exclusive resources for HAs. All of the HA podcast episodes are released in advance and completely ad-free, so you can listen on the go to the raw, unedited versions, uninterrupted. All of the one-on-one coaching calls, of which we have two a week in different time zones, are uploaded to our private podcast feed so that you can listen to events with practitioners and the past community calls as though they were bonus podcast episodes, because I know how much you love to listen to this kind of stuff. And in these calls, we cover requested topics like overcoming the weight gain fears, communicating with friends and family about RHA, diving into how HA works and debunking the imposter syndrome that so many of us have around this diagnosis. There's also an entire resources section with lectures, workshops, and training from the past events that are hosted by experts like Sarah Liz King, Laura Lyons, Kaylee McDevitt, Holly Dunn, and many more. As a member, you also get direct access to myself and Coach Ashley in the DMs. So if you have personal questions or need individualized advice about your recovery, we're in there answering your questions in the DMs, as are all of our other members in the group who impress me week after week with how they show up for each other. It's incredible. It's like women are just all becoming mini coaches for each other. It's so good. The HA Society is really the place to be if you're going through recovery, no matter what stage you're at, whether you have HA We've got a few recovery periods, we have your back, and we're all your new best friends. So come and meet us at thehasociety.com forward slash join. That's thehasociety.com forward slash join, and the link is in the show notes for you. Okay, on with the show. Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the HA podcast. I'm here with my co-coach, Ashley. Ashley, how are you? amazing um you guys can't tell but my curls are under control right now or not even controlled because you can't control them but they're uh I don't know they look good they look (laughs) they look intentional there you go while I have my hair in like the mum bun I really need to wash it (laughs) I didn't even know I actually loved it (laughs) yeah no it's gross I am just like not a cute hair person but anyways I digress. We're here today to talk to you guys about something else. Um, actually, I like to let you kind of intro in the thoughts that you had, and we'll start with your angle on this. Yeah. Um, so, just some background: we have been doing free food reviews for our clients, and well, obviously, our clients are new members and our existing members. We're really just taking a deep dive and really just addressing each person individually. Um, so that's been really fun. Um, so during that, I did a food review for somebody who like on the surface was like, man, she's really hitting all the boxes. You know, um, I love seeing carrots in the food reviews because we're always talking about carrots. And so I could see people like, I don't, I'm not going to say it's only because of us, but I love 
seeing people apply the things that we talk about. And so on the surface, I mean, she's like checking the boxes. And I think I even said to her, I was like, man, like you're doing great. Um, and I think don't hold me to this. Cause we've done so many, um, I think she was coming from a vegan background. So again, she was just like, this was leaps and bounds of progress. It was amazing. And then, so I just had a few little individual suggestions and I love what she said. She was like, yeah, I'm really trying to eat pro metabolic, which I was like, okay, I've heard that. I interesting. I've heard that coined as a term of the way that we're eating, like just normal, (laughs) whether it's like nose to tail eating, meats, you know, just eating root vegetables, just kind of going back to like normal eating. And yet we've had to coin this term for normal eating. Mm-hmm. That's a whole other episode. But I said, I totally support that. And I think you're absolutely on the right, like right track. But the biggest thing is in order to be pro metabolic, we can't be under eating and creating a thyroid issue while being quote unquote pro metabolic. Like we have to, like, I, the first part of that is just simply eating enough. And so, um, I just thought that that was such an interesting insight. And she was like, you're so right. And I feel like I'm going to be hearing about this on a podcast. And I was like, well, (laughs) do you mind if I bring that up? She goes, absolutely go for it. Um, but I love it because sometimes we can get so wrapped up in what way we're eating or what we're eating. And we forget the most basic principle of, but are you eating enough? So that was my take on it. And I, and I can see your mind just like blowing up. So let's hear it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I, my mind's kind of blowing up in the, the direction of like, it just sounds like you're removing restriction. Like you're just, and including everything, um, a diet that is fully inclusive of everything. And this idea, cause I'm like you, I haven't heard a whole lot of like what else I'm eating for metabolic goodness actually entails. But I assume it's like when you eat a bit of everything, um, you allow there to be like a robust enough supply of all nutrients macro and micro and thus like your body can then do its job but when we start to restrict certain things something in the body is is like out of balance right is that what I'm hearing yeah so um again like it's not that I don't care so I'm not gonna say that I don't care but I don't deep dive into any like one diet, but I would imagine that this would be like the talk around eating superior foods, such as like organ meats, uh, you know, beef over chicken, you know, just stuff like that. Um, which again, probably just that, like, that's why I would say, I feel like it's kind of almost back to like ancestral way of eating, probably like normal way of eating type of thing. So, but I'll be diligent. Okay. I'm gonna Google it right now, guys. <laughs> so, so on that, I I've been thinking a lot about this when when you mentioned like the ancestral eating. We also get very um caught up in like variety and like I need to eat a little bit of everything every day. But I sometimes wonder how accurate that is because in reality, at any given time if we didn't have this whole fancy import export business we had Mm -hmm. going on with food at any given time, you'd have just like a lot of the same things available. So I was thinking about this, we have this huge peach tree in our backyard. It's massive. You can pick peaches off it from the second story of our house. It's so big. And so we have a lot of peaches. So we're eating a lot of peaches. And so it was like, even my baby's eating a lot of peaches. And I was thinking like, am I giving like too many peaches <laughs> to this kid? Like, are Either we too many, peach? <laughs> many peaches? But, you know, that's right now we have an abundance of peaches. So I'm eating an abundance of peaches and later we won't. And, you know, maybe sometimes I have 
abundance of carrots and sometimes I don't have as much access to carrots and I'm eating a lot of beef and then I'm not able to eat a lot of beef and I think we sort of worry sometimes that we're like eating too much of something and not enough of another thing and being like we're becoming really focused on getting a bit of everything in that um I don't know sometimes I wonder too like is that not that helpful yeah no I part of me definitely craves an experience because I don't want to commit to it fully right now truthfully I do crave an experience of like one or two years of just eating of what's available and what's in season like I just want to experience I want to experience and it would look like eating a lot of the same things for yeah for like certain seasons or what's available on the land or you know what I mean um yeah, I would just be really interested on how things would change. Like, how does your mind respond to food? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what does it look like to be like, well, avocados are only in this season? Yeah. Like, you what, what I mean? would happen to your sort of food decision making? Yeah. The stories you create about food. Mm-hmm. What would actually happen if you were somewhat just eating what was available like it wasn't so much of a decision it's not like deciding what you're going to wear every day it Mm -hmm. it's kind of just here and we're really just thinking out loud right now but because we also kind of see we do see issues like with the food review thing right we see people eat a lot of the same things every day and sometimes that is the problem definitely yeah and so I think that that's one of those things of like there's a difference between eating the same foods every single day and eating the same foods in a particular season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just because I think nature is way too smart in order for it to be like, well, you're going to be lacking one fourth out of the year. I'm sure there's other foods that pick up the slack when it comes to like vitamins, minerals, you know what I mean? To the point of like, like the sweet potato isn't the only thing that has those combinations in it I'm sure that there's another partnering vegetable root you know just something I don't know I'm just very fascinated like what does that look like to do that so I mean it's probably a wild wish um and I don't think that that has to mean like poverty either right so I think it just simply means like what does it look like to like eat with nature so so I think the reality is it looks like um, not just eating, you know, what's in season, which could feel a bit repetitive, but it's also getting creative. This is where things mm-hmm. like sauerkraut mm-hmm. and jam and like agriculture in general, like flour and baking and things like where they sort of were invented was out of this need to create mm-hmm. more with what we have. And, you know, in the process of pickling and fermentation comes new nutritional benefits. So there's definitely a way where like you're then changing the nutrient profile through those processes that you're taking the food through. Um, So that does make sense, but you're right. Like, okay, so if you go through a season where you're lacking in one nutrient, yeah, the body is very, like the body is designed to compensate. We know this. Mm-hmm. If the body couldn't handle its shit without um, compensation, it just wouldn't compensate and we'd die as a species. But we can compensate. We see that all the time with HA, right? You're all walking around, still surviving. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we're not just falling, we're not just dropping to the ground left, right, and center. Like, we're very good at adapting and making use of what we have. So the body can hold on for quite a while without, you know, immediate access to certain nutrients. It's really the chronic prolonged over years that we're not receiving certain nutrients. That's where the issue comes in. Oh, a hundred percent. You know, um, PS, I just looked it up and basically it's so interesting. It's kind of based on what we would say, like, it's like eating every three to four hours. So it's really focused on blood sugar stability, eating whenever you wake up, like kind of like avoiding like the poofas. And, um, I think it's like, like the fats, uh, like 
kind of like avoiding like the almond milk, almond butters, nuts, seeds, some like soybean oil, sunflower oil, all the different kind of fish oil, canola. Anyways, long story short, like that's like, we don't want to get too much into that, especially on here, but they are like pro white potato, like white potatoes, raw carrots, beef liver from grass-fed cows, orange juice, organic eggs, raw milk from grass-fed cows, raw cheese, raw butter, bone broth, coffee, shellfish, white fish, coconut oil, fruit, beets, white rice, honey, maple syrup. Anyways. Okay, yeah. So everything that where, so that's the, that's the term for what we promote. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like, so basically like whenever she said that, I was like, I'm not anti it, but the basis of this whole thing is that we have to eat enough to even enter into this world, right? To even like participate in this type of eating, you have to be eating enough. When you say to participate in this type of eating, um, you mean like to participate in it and have it give you the benefits that you are looking for? Mm, Yes. Or, or technically, I mean, like, I feel like it's like, it's not even the first step. It's the foundation step that like, you can't quite, it's like the, the like entry fee, (laughs) the entry fee into this event is you have to be eating enough. Yeah. You have to Uh, pre-qualify. Yes. And so, but anyway, so I thought it was just really interesting because I do think that whenever we come from a dieting mentality, which is kind of what you and I were talking about before we got on here, um, it seems like we're constantly trying to game the system, meaning what way can I eat or what supplement can I take that will allow me to eat the minimum amount and still recover, right? So that was really um, what you and I address is that mindset right then and there, you know, to help women recover because honestly, people have recovered on a wide variety of different types of eating styles. Um, but the, the one thing that remains the same, the like entry fee is that you have to be eating enough. Like that doesn't change. Yeah. So I love this. I've been talking about this actually a fair bit today. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm on back-to-back calls today. <laughs> Thank you. Um, that was me yesterday. I was like, um tired <laughs> so I'll sort of oh hold please okay guys we're back this is where the lunch break was sorry not the lunch break <laughs> insert the ad break right here Boom. Okay. <laughs> because um I just got a phone call and we had to pause recording but we're back so yes I have been discussing with people a lot lately that um we don't typically begin anyone's recovery protocol with like a ton of supplements um it's often like let's get your basics lined up are you eating you know for metabolic whatevs are you eating in this way and the reason for that is so that you have like a fundamental foundation that your body needs in order to quite frankly do a lot of this work itself Like if you are eating enough of the basics, you are going to make a significant dent in your recovery. And like, that's just where it's at. So then once we have been doing that for some time, then we might go down a supplementation route, especially if we are seeing someone who was like, was a vegan or vegetarian or pescatarian or something Mm -hmm. like that. Uh, But the foundations are always the ones we have to work on first. And we're going to try and make the most progress towards recovery as we can with just getting you to eat enough of those things. Yeah. And this is a great segue because, um, one of the biggest things is that one of the reasons why we do the food reviews, even with my clients, like ongoing clients is because if not, it's really hard to like, like as a coach, but also as a client to be able to accurately, um, assess your blind spot. Like it is a blind spot. Right. And so, um, it's just really unkind to <laughs> ask you to assess how things are going based on something that is like 
like almost hidden from you. Right. And so really the food review, I always do it with my clients. Like I share a screen and, you know, like I talk about it and stuff like that, you know, like we both do that. And so really, and truly then like, we get an idea of how do they, how do they like to eat? And then I will combine three or four days and be like, okay, out of these three or four days, like let's make one optimal day. And I just want this to kind of like be like your structure. You know what I mean? So it's never a focus on like, and then this sausage is what saved everything, right? It's really like teaching them what is enough food look like for them using the foods that they enjoy. Yeah. Consistently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing it consistently. Cause like the sausage, just like <laughs> one day of the sausage isn't enough. Mm-hmm. You know, it does have to be consistent. It does have to be intentional. I like what you also mentioned earlier about like, there's a ticket to entry for this. Right. So, and part of why you kind of brought this up in the first place, I think was um, this idea that you can start eating in this one way or this new way, and then like expect your period to just come back and we get confused why it's not. And I have so many thoughts on this. I think it's so important. We, when we go into recovery, we usually have to start eating more food. And so it feels like you're eating more food. If you're listening to this right now, there's a strong chance you are this person right now. I am eating so much more food. Where is my period? (laughs) And it's like, yes, you are eating so much more food compared to what you were eating before relative to what you're eating before. Absolutely. And so this is where we reach a sticking point. Now we have to get over the hurdle of, okay, you increased food up to potentially a maintenance level, maybe even not, right? Like if you were only eating 1200 calories a day, eating 2000 calories a day is going to feel chronically high. It's going to, it's going to mm. feel immensely high, but it's still not enough. And so you have to get past that barrier, that mental hurdle of eating more isn't necessarily eating enough and coming up to maintenance isn't necessarily going to get you um, a period back because you actually need to enter a surplus. Maintenance doesn't bring periods back. Surpluses bring periods back. Yeah. And um, I think that's interesting too, because I know that some people are like, what do you mean the surplus? That's a magical myth that some peeps be talking about. Right. And really and truly, I haven't had one client who hasn't needed to go into a surplus in order to kickstart. That doesn't mean that they stay in a surplus forever. But, um, and, and like, I've even had one that was like, she honestly thought she was in the surplus. And so she had been eating what, what I would, even again, I would be like looking at it and I'm like, it's really hard to tell you what else you need to do other than you actually just need bigger portions because you're, you're not ovulating, like you're having a bleed, but you're not ovulating. Right. And so, and so whether I think you're eating enough is irrelevant. Like what is your body saying? And so, oh, that's, that's it. We can totally be tricked. Like we could look at photos of your food logs and be like, gosh, she really looks like she's eating you know, mm-hmm. what I, cause like, if you see it enough, we have a, a idea in our head of what's like often enough. enough. Yeah. But if you don't have your period back, we it can actually, we can usually look harder at it. Oh, hundred percent. Hey, are you trying to recover and maybe even fall pregnant naturally? I thought that might be you. And if so, we have created our best ever yet resource for you. Totally free. This is a masterclass. I've called it my masterclass because I have put everything into this, right? This masterclass is designed for you if you have HA or have had HA and are dealing with suboptimal cycles and you're serious about restoring those babies to full optimization and you want to create the ideal foundation for a pregnancy. This is going to be for you. So in this masterclass, I'm going to provide you a lot of things, including a lot of case studies 
mine, Ashley's and Mishi's, as well as lots of our past clients and what their challenges were and what they had to do to overcome it. And we cover a really wide variety of types of cases of HA. So everything from primary amenorrhea and missing periods for years and years to short-term amenorrhea and what we did to handle that situation as well and how long it took these people to go from HA to pregnant with this system and how long it took them to go from HA to ovulating, of course, with this system. So lots of information, lots of case studies, lots of stats. We go through why this is not a weight gain plan and how we actually divide you into phases, the three phases of HA and determine what your starting point is so that you have a good idea of where you need to start with your actual changes and lifestyle and nutrition changes. We even cover questions like HA and people with a normal BMI and recovery for people who have had HA for too long. There's so much in this 60-minute masterclass. Y'all, I'm impressed. And at the end, I'll also be running you through how to get a free HTMA, hair tissue mineral analysis through us, which is a part of our process for recovery and preconception clients that we're happily going to give you for free 99 as a massive thank you, of course, for joining the masterclass. So go to the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass or head to our website and you'll find a link for it and find when the next available presentation is going to be. That's the hasociety.com forward slash masterclass. Yeah. And then, and I also had another one who was like, I'm working with a dietitian and she says I'm eating enough. And, and I'm like, I'm sure that dietitian is coming from a great place. You know what I mean? Um, but really no one can tell you if it's enough, your body's the only one that can tell you it's enough. And it'll tell you it's enough by turning back on. Right. And so that's where, um, I think you and I kind of like went on this tangent of like, I think it was our community call where it's like, we have to, like HA forces you to get to this place where we are no longer looking for external validation, um, and or guidance from other people. And we have to let our body lead or else we're not going to recover. And so in this example, letting your body lead is okay. This may be what someone else deems is enough. But the ultimate authority on this is what did my body say? My temperatures are low or they're erratic and, or I'm having an ovatory cycle. So my body is actually very clear and there's no mixed signals. <laughs> there's yeah. no mixed signals. There's, you know what I mean? It's quote unquote, very simple. Yeah. Isn't it funny how we have this objective evidence, but we're still looking, we like are looking for the subjective things. Mm-hmm. Um, that hint to us that maybe this isn't what we need to do it's like I mean I'd love to agree with you that you're eating enough and yeah maybe I maybe I even think that's a lot of food but like you know if you're still exercising four times a week then it makes sense that you would actually need to eat even more than this or like you know like it's all very nuanced well um, yeah and then it comes back from coming up out of that deficit that you know like that like surplus. Yes. so yeah I I liked what you were talking about there if you break your foot right you don't just keep walking the same amount you don't just keep walking your regular amount you you have a surplus of rest mm-hmm. you yeah spend more time off your foot to let it heal in this instance you need a surplus of food now if you've had ha for any kind of significant amount of time um there's or and and or been on birth control for any significant amount of time, you are in some kind of nutrient depletion state. Like mm-hmm. end of story. <laughs> so it actually like you know it's it's not always just about the energy. It is for getting your period back, but like depending on your history, you're also in a nutrient depleted state. We need to replenish that, and you don't replenish that with maintenance calories and maintenance you know, food intake. And then also um, just with hypothalamic amenorrhea, you're trying to tell your body it's safe. You're trying to get into a 
environment, you're basically rebuilding an environment where you have access to food, you have access to rest, and you have less on your plate um, stress-wise, but more on your plate food-wise. And you need that surplus of rest and that surplus of calories to bring yourself up out of the chronic deficit. Like HA should just translate to chronic deficit. Uh, yeah. And kind of going on based on your foot analogy was, I was thinking of like, just because a doctor says that this should take four or five weeks, if it's not healed at week five, you don't just go like, Oh, it's healed. And then like act as if it's healed. Right. Like you don't just go walk on a leg that's still broken or still needs more rest just because someone said that this, like, like this is the timeline or this is the parameter. Right. Um, so it's, so like we would never in our wildest dreams do that. So it makes me think about as we're healing. So same concept healing, we do need to check in and like, okay, that may be the guidelines, but that's not where my body's at. And therefore I must adjust. Mm. I love it. Do we feel like, do we feel like we reached? Yeah. I mean, I feel like this the message here is what? Yeah. So let's wrap it up. The message is, is that your body must lead during this healing journey. Yes. I, you know, um, your, so we did, you mentioned it earlier, this community call we did on Saturday. It was so good. Um, I have actually brought it up in every client call I've had this week. Yeah. Specifically the piece where you bought it in and we're like the, the, the compliance, like the, you, your, your, you will comply that was a, you should just tell it. Just so, go. yeah. So I was traveling to the North Rim because I just did the rim to rim, North Rim to South Rim. And I was avoiding listening to this book because I knew it was going to hit me. But I finally dove into Atlas of the Heart. And Brene Brown goes through not just shame and guilt, but she goes through all the emotions and how they're connected and how, if we're feeling this emotion, it gets manifested in this way. And so as coaching, you're just like, this is treasure trove material, right? You're like, I've got all my coaching nuggets for the next two years. A hundred percent. Right. I mean, like I'm very much that way. I'm like, I'm not going to go to like some course I'm going to, I'm going to like go to someone who like studies shame and guilt and like all the emotions. Right. Anyways, um, and so she was talking about, um, comparing, cause you know, like we've always talked about comparing, which I love that we talk about it this way is that it's really a form of justifying our behavior. Like that's why we want to compare because we want to protect something and we want to keep our routine. And so therefore we compare so that we can build up evidence in our favor to protect the, the routine that's keeping us from re- like recovering. And so that's been a great nugget. And you and I have been working off of that for like a long time. And, but then I was listening to her book and she was talking about how comparing everybody like grab your like armchair (laughs) was about, oh my gosh, it was about, um, complying and competing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is hitting me so deep, but I don't fully understand it. Like, I know I've just scratched the surface of what she's talking about of complying yet competing at the same time. And the example she said was almost that like, we, and and it makes sense. Like we want to be like other people. Hence why we're like, well, she can do it. Right. But yet we're competing because we feel inferior that we don't have our period, even though she does. So like we are competing on while, while complying at the same time. And so I know that may not be hitting people, but if you break it up, we can totally see it functioning in the HA world. We're we're like complying by being a certain size that everyone likes and appreciates and applauds, but yet we're competing because we're pissed off that we're not where somebody else's such as have a six pack and have a period. Mm-hmm. And so I was just like, oh my gosh, this is just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Like you, you can tell there's a lot of rabbit holes to go down, but I think everyone, everyone can connect that like, this has nothing to do with food. It's about 
the stories and the narratives and the comparison and the competition. And I really relate with the competition thing, right? My thing, you know, was that I want to be special. I want to be special. I want to be seen. I want to, you know, and it's funny as well, because being special also means like complying to like, so it's, it's very confusing. Um, and it wasn't until I was like, hang on a second, by going in the other direction and going down the route of recovery and going down the route of like being in the body I'm meant to, to be in, um, that is what, act, and like wearing that with pride, with pride and standing tall and being vocal, that is actually what will make me special. And I've been, I've been working so hard to be special, that like no one sees me. And I think like, I think that's where the, the competition piece comes in for me. And so then I was able to, to let my body lead instead of telling it, you will comply. I, you know, I will give you this much food and you will give the outcome that I believe I'm supposed to get if I give you this exact amount of food. And yeah. Yeah, no, there's so many like rabbit holes. Cause I, cause I, I don't think I even like, I like pushed pause because I was just struggling to catch up mentally. Cause I was like, hold on. I feel like this is opening like 12 doors and I can't keep track of all the different doors. So I need to like push pause. So I don't even know what she said after that. So I'm super excited. All I know was that this like just hit me with a ton of bricks. And I was just really thinking about all my different clients, myself, just our community in general. And like, is this true? Like, is this something that I see um, anecdotally. Yeah. You know what I mean, is this true in our community? And so that's why I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like the last two community calls, the last two calls, we really went down that route, um, talking more about that. And yeah, I feel like it resonated with people more than any call that I can remember has. Mm -hmm. And so I'm I'm almost like, uh, does does Saturday just need to be like, (laughs) you know, Yeah. Like just like Brene Brown date. No. So I'm clearly going to have to finish the rest of the book because I'm just interested in what else, you know what I mean? But, um, yeah, just flushing that out in general of, yeah, because you and I also talk about how it's really not comparing. That's the issue. Like that's how we take in information. That's how we sort information. That's how we do things. You know what I mean? Um, And it's obviously like, can I just be aware that I'm like, there's, there's two forces complying and competing that are actually what's causing the tension. It's actually not the comparison, the comparing in itself, which allows us to exit the rabbit hole with our brain and heart (laughs) intact. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Not getting eaten up. So yeah, clearly going to have to finish the rest of the book, but I was just sitting there being like, oh, I have to share this with you guys. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so good. It's been a very helpful um, coaching nugget. And every single person has just been like, yes, I am. Yeah, I think everybody can sit there and look at themselves and be like, this is where I compare. And this is where I come. I mean, this is where I comply. And this is where I compete. Like, yes. And, and you, you just like, you don't realize that you're trying, that you're doing that it really feels like you are just doing all of the research. I'm just taking in all of the facts. I'm considering all of the possibilities, Mm -hmm. but actually that's not what's happening. You're just trying to find a way to, you know, avoid doing the thing that scares you, um, you know, which is coming from a place, a voice in your, in your mind that is trying to protect you Mm -hmm. trying to keep you safe it is well-meaning. It's just not well-educated, that voice. Yeah. Oh, I love that. We have to have a lot of compassion for it and you have to thank it. You know, it's like, it's, you know, thank you for your concern, but I'm okay. (laughs) Yeah. Until you sort of start looking at that voice for what it is, which is just um, a a fear-mongering Yeah. I like to think of it kind of like, as like resistance. Like I was just talking to somebody about this, Mm -hmm. like, like, I don't think we have to rid ourselves of resistance. Cause I don't really even know that's possible, nor do I think 
all of our energy should be like spent doing that. So I was talking with a client, well, two clients this week of, is this resistance? Like, I don't want to wash my face before bed. Like I want clear skin and I want good skin and I appreciate my nice skin, but I just don't feel like it right now. I just don't feel like it. Or like, I don't want to brush my teeth before I go. I, I just, I just want to go to bed. Right. But I like my teeth being clean. You know what I mean? So can we put this in that category of, I don't want to do these things, but I want what's on the other side. Right. And none of us walk around, not brushing our teeth, not showering, not brushing our hair, not washing our face. You know what I mean? Like none of us do that. Although we may not always be pumped about it. And so that's why I'm always like, what if resistance is just like an annoying default that you're like, okay, thank you. Uh, thank you for your like input, but I'm probably just not going to go that route. Right. Rather than letting it lead or drive the ship. Right. Like you would never let those other resistance drive the ship. Like, and I'm just not brushing my teeth for like five days until I get really motivated. Yeah. Yeah, It's one of the earliest disciplines that we learn. Such a good example. Yeah. You know, I love that example. I truthfully do have moments where I a few times have been like, I have to brush my teeth far. And then I think about how like every day for as long as I live, I have to do this twice (laughs) every single day for the rest of my life. Like it's, there's never, there's no light at the end of the tunnel for this mundane time. (laughs) It's so bothersome for me, but I do it. So, so what's interesting is that Nuggie's in this phase where she'll sit in the sink while I'm getting ready and she loves brushing her teeth simply just because she sees me brushing my teeth. Yeah. And so I know it's going to change, but it's just even interesting of like, huh? Maybe it won't. Maybe because you brush, you've always brushed your teeth with her. It will just stick. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely not like receiving premeditated doom but but it was just interesting that like huh like maybe there wasn't always a time where we despised it but now there is and I can't listen to it right so anyways the long story short was that there is a difference between like resistance that is just silly and let it just be silly it's just that it's silly and then there's like resistance that's calling us to look deeper right Mm -hmm. and it's okay if some of the resistance to recovering is just silly because you know that you know that you know that you know you want what's on the other side. Totally. One of the, I know you need to finish up for your next call. So one of the things that I use to help with breaking the resistance, the voice that is resisting, um, is I just, I, I say, this is so boring. Like um, the voice, the resistance yeah. is boring. Because the resistance with HA is, um, you know, it's a lot more, it's a bit different to teeth brushing and the fact right. that, you know, yeah. there's like, it's not just that you're lazy. <laughs> it's, um, it, and so I'll go down the rabbit hole of like, oh, but you know, I feel like my, maybe my clothes are fitting tight or like this person I saw the other day that's like wearing a crop top, like, you know, made me think that something about myself, yada, yada. And I'll, I'll see it happening very quickly and mm-hmm. I'll stop. Sure, I might think the voice, but I also am just like, this is boring and I don't feel like going down this rabbit hole anymore. I think a lot of us get there because it literally is actually kind of boring and you're so sick of doing it, but it does help me to change the perspective I'm looking at this at and make the next best decision. Yeah, totally. Um, And just simply the fact that like, I like to remind myself this rabbit hole gets me nowhere. I've been to the end. Yeah. It's boring. And and you are empty handed. You know what I mean? To the point of like everyone who has HA has, you are officially at the end of the dieting rabbit hole and you are not getting what you thought you would. And this is it. Like this is the prize, a whole big whopping nothing. And so I like to like remind myself, that rabbit hole leads to like, I just have this vision of like a legit rabbit hole and it's bare. It's like that tan and it's bare. It's, you know, there's, and there's nothing in it. And the only option is to turn around and come back out. Like that's how I visualize. Like whenever I get 
stuck in like a dieting or comparing or, or like, I wish I was more, I looked more fit. Like I did before. I'm like, I know where that leads me. I like, I've been there. Like I had a home there, <laughs> camped out there for a while, you know, <laughs> that's my brain. <laughs> I like it a lot. I love it. Love a good visual. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out with us all today. Absolutely. This was fun. This was fun. Okay. Um, if you want to hear more from Ashley, she's Ashley underscore Marie underscore Smith underscore mm-hmm. on the gram. You know where to find me, Danny Sheriff. And if you guys want to chat with us on the reg, work with us, um, we would love and be honored to help you get your period back. So you can learn about that at the hasociety.com forward slash coaching or join the wait list for the HA Society, which is opening yeah. up again in, I don't know when this is coming out, so I won't say, but soon, <laughs> and you can figure that out at thehasociety.com forward slash join and the links are in the description. Thanks everyone and goodbye. Bye. Hey there, it's me, Danny, and I wanna tell you about Temp Drop as a fertility awareness method tracking option. So many of you guys know that we actually recommend the fertility awareness method both as you're going through recovery and 100% after you have gotten some cycles back and you're starting to move forward for the rest of your reproductive years. So TempDrop itself is a wearable fertility monitor and we love it. It's a wearable device so you put it around your arm and you can use that instead of taking your temperature manually with a thermometer each morning. So I'm personally a big fan of the manual tracking. All of us at the HA Society are. And that's the method that we use, you know, just using a good old thermometer. We use that with our clients because it's the best way to use it as a diagnostic tool, as a practitioner. And it's also the best way to ensure if you're trying to avoid pregnancy that you don't get pregnant. However, manual temping for many reasons is just not always an option. When you're in the middle of recovery, again, we do recommend manual temping, but once you're cycling, the temp drop is actually a really great hack. So it gives you basically everything you need to effortlessly track your fertility status, like where you are in your monthly cycle. So you wear the temp drop sensor while you're sleeping for accurate basal body temperature readings without the stress of early morning wake-ups. So I personally love this because with a toddler, My wake-up times are all over the place and the occasional sleep disruptions make using an oral thermometer a lot more difficult. So TempDrop's accompanying charting app enables you to track an array of symptoms alongside your basal body temperature. This includes tracking your cervical mucus if you've been using OPKs, and then it also gives you sleep insights too. So you can combine these fertility signs all in one place and that will help you identify your fertile window, confirm ovulation, plan for your period. And if you're trying to get pregnant, you know, identify whether or not you are pregnant. So whether you're trying to conceive or avoiding pregnancy or you want to chart for health reasons like HA recovery, making sure your cycle is not slipping back in the HA direction, TempDrop makes fertility awareness accessible to all women, even if you don't have regular cycles or sleeping patterns. So track your ovulation in real time with the TempDrop, and we are lucky enough to have a 15% off code. So if you go to their website, they're usually having a sale, but you can stack this code on top of the existing code. So just go to tempdrop.thehasociety.com and use the code AFHA Society. I think too, if you just go to tempdrop.com and, and use um, AFHA Society at the checkout, that will work too. So happy temping and good luck. This episode is brought to you by Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules. Did you know that in terms of nutrient density, beef liver actually blows vegetables and fruits out of the water? If you're a client of mine, you have already been instructed to eat beef liver either fresh or in capsule form. I recommend it for 
anyone and everyone who is, of course, dealing with amenorrhea and fertility challenges out there, but I may even recommend it for just everyone in general. Get your husbands on it. Get your partners on it. If you have a history of HA and add on top of that, maybe a history of the pill, maybe you've been pregnant before, you know, through treatments or other, like you've just, your body's been through anything, you know, you're absolutely 100% dealing with a nutrient deficiency of some kind. And while it's true that testing is going to be the best way to understand those exact deficiencies, eating nutrient-dense real food is going to be one of the most important next steps that you take with or without testing. So I've been using and recommending Grassland Nutrition Beef Liver Capsules for years now. And the capsule form makes it so easy to get your liver in every day. And I appreciate the transparency of this product in particular above others. So in case you're wondering, it's completely natural. This is freeze-dried beef liver in capsules. It's organic. It's made from Australian beef and my favorite of their products is the liver with kelp because of the iodine from the kelp, which is important for overall thyroid function, which is often low in women with underperforming hormones. So rather than eat seaweed snacks every day, I get to take this beef liver with the kelp for my iodine. So if you're recovering or working on a fertility journey right now, do not skimp the nutrient rich source of beef liver. Get 10% off your order with the HA Society and support your favorite podcast along the way. They ship to most countries, so you should be covered. Just go to grasslandnutrition.net and use HA Society, just HA Society, at the checkout for the 10% off. That's grasslandnutrition.net with the code HA Society. Thank you so much for listening today, guys. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you could head to iTunes specifically and leave a rating or review, that would help so much because it makes it easier for other people with HA who are Googling around to find the podcast really easily. So if you do that, you're doing a service to all of the women.